at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday. Doug, what do you know? Uh, well, uh, our world just keeps getting more and more um, bizarre and people weighing in and you know, it's uh, you see the back and forth on social media about masks, about mm-hmm. mandates, uh, as far as um, vaccines. And have you noticed that nobody talks about natural immunity, recovered immunity? No, nobody's talking about that yeah. at all. Why, why is nobody talking? We, we've never in the history of immunization and in the history of these viral infections not talked about the body's natural response the god-given response god gives to people but i i don't know it it's so bizarre to me even biden can't come on yesterday talking about the fda approving the uh, pfizer vaccine as if people are now going to all of a sudden be comforted that uh the fda under the democratically controlled House, Senate, and presidency are going to be comfortable with the FDA passing that, saying, yeah, it's it's passed muster. When, when they've been trying to force it, there has never been an effort to get vaccines out like this. And listen, the vaccine could be a good thing. It could be. But I'm just saying they have never done what they've done right now and the history, and you go, well, we've never had a virus like this. Yes, we, we've had pandemics before. Mm-hmm. We've had deadlier viruses than COVID. I mean, if you're, if I think the, the rate is still 99.99.3% survive. Yeah. So it's just bizarre. They're talking about now, you know, I think Delta just came out, Delta Airlines just came out and said all new hires must be vaccinated. And if you're a Delta pilot and you aren't vaccinated, you are no longer allowed to fly international. Hmm. Why? I'm like, okay, wh- why would that affect you? Why, why would that affect you? Especially if you're flying to some place like Israel where there's 99% uh, vaccinated or some other UK, like that you know, it just mm-hmm. makes no sense. Uh, it's almost like they're trying to pressure. In fact, I read one um, anecdote earlier about a particular dentist who came in. There were seven employees in the dental office, and six of them had not been vaccinated. And the dentist came in and said, "If you have until September such and such date to get vaccinated, and if you don't," then you're 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 going to have to resign make them fire you and and you know what all six said okay we'll quit we're not getting vaccinated all six whoa whoa and the the dentist backed up and said wait a minute 
wait a minute, maybe I was too fast on this, um, and, you know, change the mind on what they should do. That's what people have to start doing. You know, this is that we have never had this kind of push to force an experimental. It's still experimental. They don't have enough data. There's no way they can have enough data studied to really give a comprehensive review of the drug. Yeah. It's, along those lines, you know, with the approval, Pfizer is required to submit a study on the risk analysis of myocarditis and how it will affect uh, pregnant women. Do you know when it's due by? Yeah. October, October, excuse me, 31st, 2025 and May 31st, 2027 respectively. So So 3 4 years from now. Yeah. 4 years from now. And you know, if I would like to remind you that we had Dr. Lee Merritt on uh, a while back who is a former past president of the American um, Association of uh, Surgeons and Physicians. And she was lecturing about this day coming in 2011 and 2012. She saw it. Uh, She saw how it was going, and she lectured around the country at medical conventions about this. And whether it's um, Dr. Byron Bridal, who we had on last week, or the week before, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, or Dr. Merritt, or Dr. Robert Malone, who was involved with mnRNA research to develop the mnRNA technology, or uh, Dr. Peter McCullough out of Dallas, Texas. There are a lot of very qualified physicians who have years of experience who say, if you have had COVID confirmed and you have T-cell, B-cell antibodies, you are more covered than people who are vaccinated in fact dr fauci um the resident expert uh for our government said i respect people's freedom but when you're talking about a public health crisis that's been going on for over a year and a half it's come enough is enough he's trying to mandate the vaccine vaccines but here's the deal Pfizer vaccine has only a 42% efficacy after six months. In dropping. Yes. That's why you need another booster. 42. Natural immunity, natural, recovered COVID immunity, 80% after eight months. And yet nobody's talking about people who've had COVID. Uh, If you've had COVID, people, you don't need a vaccine. Now, even if you haven't had COVID, there's still treatment if you get even the Delta variant. And and now people have resorted to online uh, criticisms and sarcastic responses to people calling ivermectin an animal drug. Mm-hmm. And do you know how many countries are using ivermectin to treat COVID-19 now? India? India, South American countries are using it. And they're seeing really good results. Not the animal pace. They're using actual ivermectin. Uh, That's similar to what they did with hydroxychloroquine, where that one lady who was a Democrat donor poisoned her husband and herself with uh, chlorine and said, oh, I thought it was hydroxychloroquine. Like uh, Yeah, they were trying to do it. It's the same. It's a misdirect. Yeah. yeah, But the government is mandating vaccination or encouraging people to mandate vaccination and they disparage or ignore uh, recovered immunity. So 
the truth is it's not about public health. You know, on the, um, on the, uh, his or the SWAT radio website, I posted a, um, I posted, remember the video of that doctor? I think his name was Dr. Scott who testified to the school board. Mm-hmm. And if you go to that, uh, if you go to that right now on, on SWAT radio.com and you look at it, uh, it has, they they put the disclaimer. That's almost like a good sign to me when Facebook puts a disclaimer on there uh, that this is false information. They, if you go there, um, they put on there. What did they say? Let me find this because I, I I hadn't looked at it in a while and I saw it and I was like, okay, that's. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't shut us down, uh, but. Um, where is it now? Now, now I can't even find it. Maybe they took it off. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who knows? You know what they can do on there? They can do a lot of different things that mm-hmm. you don't even know that they're doing. Um, but uh, anyway, what they did is they said this information has um, uh, misinformation in it, yeah. and yeah, you you like what misinformation is is. Different disinformation is like lying to somebody. Misinformation would be, uh, you know, getting something wrong. But when they use misinformation, what they're generally meaning is it doesn't have the right frame. They didn't frame it the way we like for it to be framed. So it's actually misinformation and you need to know more context about it. It's a it's a sneaky way of inserting your own, uh, I guess, biases into what someone else is saying without saying, oh, well it's false yeah uh they uh, yeah they uh, uh it was a, it was the doctor who testified before the school board in indiana yeah up there and the, the the funny thing is is when you go there and you look at the, what they say about it they don't really provide any information that disputes what he said um and they just say this is misinformation and they quote the cdc and uh so it's, yeah because the framing is false if you don't have the right uh uh presupposed uh base truths behind what you're saying and how you say it then oh well no that is misinformation okay, and we must I, yeah you know. i found it it says partly false information and it goes see why so you click on see why and they cite politifact which is a great fact-finding organization, right? I mean, like, anyway, no evidence that COVID-19 vaccines caused the summer surge in COVID-19 cases because he was talking about that. Fact check. Uh, doctor addresses school board does not accurately represent benefit of vaccines. That, that's just a they just a blanket statement about that. They don't dispute what he's saying. They just are saying that, they don't like his information. They don't provide any uh, information, but people see that and go, wow. Okay. So this has been fact check wrong. Uh, family physician, Daniel stock repeated, repeated previously debunked misinformation about COVID. Again, but they don't mis- say it what it is. Yeah. They just say that. So you got these fact checkers who are putting all this stuff out there, calling something false where you got a, a guy who's been practicing medicine for 20 to 30 years saying this stuff. And who are the fact checkers? So if you're out there and you are struggling because you work at a place where they are mandating vaccines and you don't want to take it and you don't want to quit, 
Well, let me encourage you to go to the SWAT Radio Facebook page. It's at SWAT Radio Talk, or you can just search for SWAT Radio. Go to that page, and I posted um, the um, – there's a religious exemption series, and uh, it was uh, provided by um, our friends down in Orlando at the Liberty Council who do a lot of legal work. And it's an eight-part series um, on what to do to claim a religious exemption against that. And I would just encourage you to go look at that and and uh, and then maybe work through that instead of quitting uh, yeah. before you do. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ church. They use published works to teach God's word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me That was Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about COVID uh, and kind of some of the mitigation things that have been going on with that, how we've been responding to it, and what the FDA, uh, now that it's made a vaccine, uh, FDA approved, what uh, the ramifications of that might be. So that's kind of what we're going into. We're going to be getting into Fault Lines by Vody Bacham. Uh Actually, no, we're not. <laughs> I forgot. Excuse me. So used to saying that. This month I know. We've been well, we've been talking that. about Vody and uh, the other book by Owen uh, as well uh, on uh, wokeness and the gospel. By the way, uh, the former president asked at a rally last weekend, do you think George Patton was woke? <laughs> General Patton. <laughs> And I like that was pretty good. I like that. That was good. Yeah, because I, I don't think he said no. Nothing good has ever come in the military from being woke. 
Yeah, I think he used the expletive to say uh, everything. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to yeah. do that because <laughs> this is a Christian radio show. Yeah, so that's the thing that. that I saw out of the, the the news as far as his quote on that. I didn't see the, the whole uh, speech, though. Well, um, anyway, I, uh, I, I wanted to publish something that a friend of ours sent us, uh, and I thought it was pretty good, and I'm going to post it onto uh, our Facebook page as well. And it's about... Uh, the, the uh, it's about taking having to be mandated to take the vaccine and then we're going to move on. But I just think this is important because a lot of people are, are struggling with this because I've got, uh, in fact, the husband of my cousin flies for an airline that's mandating it, and he's going through the process of trying to seek exemptions for it. But uh, this this sense uh, this friend sent this uh, of our of uh, SWAT radio sent it and it's it was from an attorney who says if you're being forced to take the vaccine to keep your job here's a great way to handle it don't refuse it but bef- before you take it ask this um, he's uh, basically can you ex- please advise me of the approved legal status of any vaccine and if it's still experimental? Question one. Question two, can you please provide details and assurances that the vaccine has been fully independently and rigorously tested against control groups and the subsequent outcomes of those tests? They can't do that. No employer has that information. Can you please advise the full list of contents of the vaccine and if there are any toxic to the body can you please fully advise of the adverse reactions associated since its introduction? Can you please confirm that the vaccine you're advocating is not experimental mRNA gene-altering therapy? Can you please confirm? See, you're getting your employer to write all these things down to you and answer them either no or yes, which provides a legal basis later to come back and sue them. Can you please confirm that the vaccine you're advocating I'm sorry, that I will not be under any duress from you as my employer in compliance with the Nuremberg Code. Hmm. Uh, can you please advise of the risk of fatality should I be unfortunate to contract COVID-19 and the recovery? Uh, once I've received that in full and I'm satisfied there's no threat to my health, I will be happy to accept your offer to receive the treatment but with certain conditions, namely that, one, you confirm that I will suffer no harm. Two, following acceptance, the offer must be signed by a fully qualified doctor who takes full legal and financial responsibility for any injuries that occur to me, myself, uh, from any interactions by authorized personnel regarding these procedures. Procedures, And in the event that I should have to decline Please confirm that it will not compromise my position and that I will not suffer prejudice and discrimination as a result. I would also advise that my enable rights are reserved. <laughs> I mean, that, I thought that was pretty thorough. I put that out on our SWAT radio uh, Facebook page, and uh, I'll get uh, J- James, if you're listening, you can put that on the Twitter page as well. But I thought that was good because the bottom line is these employees are not going to do that. Can you imagine having to do that for every employee that asks? And yet, they're mandating. I, I saw one funny uh, thing um, where 
somebody call Mark Meadows' office and ask him if he could give them some advice about blood pressure. He said, I'm not qualified to give you that information. Hmm. He said, well, don't tell me about vaccinations then. I don't need you to tell me about that. You're not qualified for that either. And there's so much confusion about it out there. Listen, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. I'm not saying not to get the vaccine. What I'm saying is that we should have a right to determine what goes into our body as it relates to an experimental drug therapy. That's what that is. This is not a typical vaccine, and that's why the way it's been rushed, the way it's been handled, uh, when there's treatment options available, there's good treatment options. There's monoclonal antibodies. There's ivermectin. There's hydroxychloroquine. There's prednisone. There's um, uh, the uh, bucinant. I can't. I can't say it. I can't remember the name, but it's an inhaler that helps open up your airways. There's lots of good treatment options out there, as verified by many doctors. And the problem with people dying in hospitals is not because they didn't get the vaccine. It's it's because they're not getting the proper care. And that's just sad. That's a that's a that's a tragedy. And Dr. Merritt said that months ago. She said that a lot of deaths could have been prevented. People have died needlessly because of people not treating them well. And and when you have doctors refusing treatment that has been shown effective, people have been treated with it and it's been effective. What is that, psychosomatic, that it just works in some people and not others? Or is there something bigger behind it all? So uh, as believers, I think you sent me a thing. I'm going to let you tell about it real quick. Uh, is it Doug Wilson? Oh. Uh, uh, about uh-huh. It was about fake passports. But he really just talked about being forced into doing things that we shouldn't be forced into doing because of our Constitution being our authority here in this country. Our, our Listen, the authority does not rest with the guy at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The president serves under the authority of the Constitution, In the same way that a pastor serves under the authority of the Bible. So if a pastor deviates from that, you don't obey that pastor. You obey the Bible. And in the same way, our Constitution has laid out a a bill of rights and freedoms that we have that we are free to exercise. And, And I think he brings some of that out in that video you sent me. It was really good. Doug Wilson, right? Yeah, it was Doug Wilson who was talking about, uh, uh, I think he called it a biblical uh, defense of uh, fake vaccine passports or something like that. And he was talking about how, uh, yeah, like you say, that there's a constitution and that if if a government body or if a group of officials are going against that, then that is not uh, in line with uh, what the law is. And so you, there should not be a feeling of, oh, uh, we must abide, we must obey. Uh, and then he was also talking about how what we're seeing is we're in a a uh, a war-type footing as far as uh, ideological warfare going on and, and that we need to, as Christians, be aware of that and, and realize that we need to stand on the truth. And talking about how uh, it wasn't a bad thing for 
you know, uh, Anne Frank to not get in the car, you know, to go into hiding, right? And yeah. it, it wasn't a bad thing, bad thing for Corey Tim Boom to say, nope, there's no Jews here. Um, that when you're dealing with an oppressive uh, war-like uh, power like that, then it to stand on the truth and to do what's best. Or, or even like Bonhoeffer, mm-hmm. who a lot of people today w- would not recognize the actions of Bonhoeffer as being legitimate. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And, like they, they would look at a guy, what he was doing. By the way, he he was very staunch in resisting the, the Nazis. He was very vocal about it, um, to, both to Hitler's euthanasia program and the persecution of the Jews. And he was arrested in 1943 um, because of those things. But this was a man who spoke out against this tragic stuff. And so... Yeah, and, you know, he... Uh, the point I think that he was making is that we have to decide what type of environment we're in. Are we just in an environment where, oh, you know, there's some crazy things going on, but, you know, the system as a whole is going to correct itself and it's going to be okay and we shouldn't worry about it and just kind of go along to get along? Or are we in an environment more like uh, that where it's uh, all-encompassing and and we need to do whatever we can to oppose it? which is, you know, Bonhoeffer, everyone now would say, oh, look, he's a hero. But like you're saying now, I mean, if you look, if if you were then, you were probably would have had, or you might have had a different thought on him um, because his his uh, actions didn't really speak to how most people interm- in, interpret Romans 13. Oh, I know. And, and he was very bold in standing against that tyranny. And that's the thing. You know, I was talking to one of our brothers, uh, SWAT brothers, earlier today, and there there are people in his circle of influence who've died because of lack of treatment. They haven't had treatment. They were sick with COVID. They could have been spared. You know, but, you know, again, even with those things, God is sovereign. It doesn't release people. There we go. I think you're losing your hearing, Ted. I might be, all that shooting. Man. I'm getting old, man. That's what it is. Uh, well, you know, we do, I, I know we need to get into uh, Ephesians today. I really want to get into Ephesians, but real quick, 
very disappointed in the Duval County School Board mm-hmm. voting five to two to do a ninety day face mask mandate. Why? Because Doctor Bridal, who was on here two weeks ago, uh, shared very uh, uh, clearly that masks do not work. In fact, one group of parents down in Gainesville, Florida, submitted some masks to a lab yeah. to be analyzed. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And they found everything from streptococcus on the the mask to uh, pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia uh, on the mask. So, And, you know, that's something that I saw some headlines from uh, 1918 uh, talking about that exact thing. So, I mean, it's something that's been known for a long time. Well, yeah, as- they've done studies from the 40s to 2018, and the masks have not reduced the uh, spread of the flu, which is very similar in the way it's transmitted to COVID-19. And Dr. Bridal clearly stated that, as well as several of the other doctors we've talked to. So, again, just very disappointing that it's a political thing, and it's and it's terrible because, you know, kids need to see each other's faces, and they need to see their teachers' faces. Mm-hmm. And shame on these uh, school board members I hope they all are voted out of office because it is very much a, a fear-based thing, and it's just terrible. And you know, talking, to, you know, we were talking about Doug Wilson before the break, and we were also talking about um, uh, kind of religious exemptions and, and things like that. And I'm not saying not to go that route, but there is going to become a time where people are going to say, you know what, we don't honor those thoughts. And I know vaccines are different, but when it comes to the mask, you, your decision is going to have to be: is this just something that we need to uh, if, if all the parents sent their kids to school without mask, what are they going to do? That's what exactly the point I, I was mean. That, I yeah. mean, yeah. If all the parents would send their kids to school, if they would unify and send their kids to kids to school without a mask, then they that well, what are they going to do? Send them all home? I, I don't think they will. Yeah, you know. And, but the problem is, I don't know if they will mobilize to do that or not. Yeah, this will last as long as uh, we allow it to last. And, you know, they're pulling your card in some sense to say, hey, we don't really uh, respect your thoughts on this. We don't respect what the science says about it, where this is how we're going to go. And now it's going to be up to the individual parents in this case and us on a larger collective case to say, okay, are we just going to accept that? Are we going to live by truth? And uh, that's a decision that needs to be made in families and in churches all across the nation um under the current rules failure of the part of a student to wear a mask would not result in disciplinary action however they say with the passage of an emergency rule the face is going to carry the same weight you know what i'd like to see i'd like to see a group of parents send their kids to school without mask and then when they're disciplined i would like them to appeal to the governor who would probably pardon them all or or intervene because this is going to happen. It's going to come to a head somehow because the governor has said you can't do it. And Duval has now joined the liberal Southern districts in doing this. And, um, you know, I, I just, it's just very sad to me that that's what they're doing. So, yeah, uh, not a surprise as, uh, you know, with the education system where it's at and the type of people who are, uh, usually teachers are generally not always, uh, you know, lean left. Uh, but again, that's not the case for 
most teachers in the South are teachers all the time in the South, but a lot of times with administrators, it is is still the case. I just got a a, a message from somebody saying that uh, they will be sending their kids to school without a mask. Hey. That's good. Uh, and if he sends them back, they're going to go back with him and educate my children with no mask on. Yeah, get uh, <laughs> get as it. many of your friends in the area to do it as well. Yeah, I I, I think people. Um, you know, they just have to start standing up against this stuff. Yep. It's just, it's just so wrong. Yeah, because if we don't stand up, we're going to look like Australia. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's crazy over yeah, there. Or, or, or worse, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it just keeps going the way it's going. So anyway, uh, yeah, we. I know we took a long time on the COVID, on the vaccine, and the mask today, but that's what's going on in our culture. And uh, folks, listen, we. <laughs> We are being mandated by illegal, this is not legal stuff they're doing. Mm -hmm. The stuff they're doing, the school board voted it, but the governor has said you can do it. And so um, if you don't want to send your kids with a mask, there's, there's nothing immoral about that. There's nothing immoral about that. You know, uh, we, it's just, if, if somebody wants to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. But if they don't, I mean, this has just gotten to a point. It is a control issue for these people in power, and they're drunk with power across the country. And if you don't believe it, go look at what's going on in Oregon and mm-hmm. and, and Washington and California. And just two days ago, uh, Nancy Pelosi was at a fundraiser, and not one person there had on masks except for the servants. Yep. And I say servants, the so people that were serving the food, mm-hmm. you know. That and that's that's it happened to be minorities just to play into their oh yeah their t- well, way of it's thinking just right? so funny but yeah. all of them all of the people there who were invited to this thirty thousand dollar a plate fundraiser including Nancy Pelosi had no mask on again just like she didn't have one on in the uh, hair place she's getting her hair done yeah. so the government does not have a right to dictate that you must wear a blue shirt every day when you go to a certain place. It, that is an arbitrary, petty thing that is tyrannical. The yeah. mask is the same thing because the mask has been proven to have be of no benefit uh, in any sort of way to stop. And, and you know how you vote? You vote with your feet. Mm-hmm. If you go to a place they tell you you can't come in without a mask, say, okay, I won't shop here anymore. If enough people stop doing that, I'm telling you, or start doing that, then they're going to do it. So, all right, let's get into, now let's go from mask to wokeness, <laughs> all right? Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 through 22 and again we're looking at this because the narrative that's being pushed by the crt and and wokeness is that there's oppressors who are white privilege and there are oppressed who are people of color and that the Bible is insufficient to deal with matters yeah, of racism. That, that's the big thing is that the Bible's insufficient. And so uh, Taylor's going to read Ephesians 11, I'm sorry, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. And as he reads, I want you to listen to what it says about what happens when you are in Christ. So go ahead and read, Taylor. All right. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the circumcision by what is called the circumcision. Uh, excuse me, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, 
having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you once were, who, yeah, who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he, for he himself, man, tough day today, <laughs> is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father." So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And if you remember yesterday, we talked about the hostility that was between Gentiles and Jews. The Jews absolutely detested the Gentiles. It made any uh, what people here in America would call racist stuff today look pale in comparison to what they were experiencing. And yet, here Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he's addressing them because it's primarily Gentiles in that church, and he's saying because naturally you don't go for thousands of years of feeling this way about different groups and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm in Jesus now mm. and I, I, I have a heart change. You do have heart change because you're obedient to him, you're loyal to him over that, but it was a process. And Paul's educating them, reminding them that, listen, you uh, Gentiles – were you were uncircumcised, which means they were not part of God's people. They they did not uh, have Christ. They weren't they weren't in Christ. They were pagan worshipers, and they were not part of Israel. They they really had no connection at all to the people of Israel. They just had all these vast uh, gulfs or or, or really uh, divides between them. But then Paul says. Uh, in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who made us both one. Now, Paul, being a Jew, is speaking to Gentiles and saying, we're one. There is no hostility between us now because we're one in Christ. And the relationship with Christ supersedes every other source of identity you have in the earth, whether it's your race or ethnic background, whether it's your financial position, whether it's your, it doesn't matter what affiliation you have, your bond in Christ is the highest bond or identification that you should have in this world. Now, is that true for most people? I think it's hard. I think it's really hard because we tend to uh, we tend to live as though that that's something we ought to do, but we keep it in a compartment rather than our primary source of identity. Uh, because if it was, 
It doesn't matter if you're black, yellow, blue, or white. We're, we're all in this together, and we're one, and we should care for one another. So when we come back, we can take some calls about that, but we can further discuss this too. So. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good. That is Rescuer by Wren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22 this week. Uh, we are talking about that in conjunction with our look this month at CRT, stands for Critical Race Theory, uh, the social, just move, social justice movement and wokeness and how it's impacting the church. So if you have any questions or you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Um, you know, as we t- shared yesterday, we were talking about this alienation. And, you know, when you, when you get down to... Uh, verse 14 when it says he's made us both one and he's broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility what paul is saying is that the anger that anybody might feel over a mistreatment whether they're uh, caucasian mistreated by someone of color or whether they're someone of color mistreated by caucasian christ took that on the cross and that's the problem with books like uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Abraham X. Kendi, because there is no forgiveness there. There's only working to try to earn back something that you can never earn. You can never please uh, someone who holds on to a victim status. But when you realize that we're all at the foot of the cross, we're all guilty, we're all guilty of the greatest sin in humanity, which is the death of Jesus, the the uh, innocent person who never committed a sin, 
He was nothing but good, and yet he was brutalized and crucified for us. That's what Paul's bringing out in verse 14 when he says, he is our peace. So when you see somebody out there who has hurt you and and you believe it's because they didn't like your skin color or your background or where you're from or your country or whatever, and your tendency is to want to get even with them, we might do good to remember the parable Jesus told of the servant who was forgiven but who failed to forgive. He told us a, a parable, and uh, he was talking about forgiveness. Uh, and if I remember right, I think it was Peter who talked to him, and he asked uh, him, how many times I got to forgive? Well, first of all, Jesus said 70 times 7. You go, wow, that's kind of a weird number. But what Jesus was saying, if you go back to Genesis 4, then um, there was uh, there was a guy back in Genesis 4 who was he murdered a guy, and he basically said that if anybody tries to come against him, his name was Lamech, and uh, – he said, if Cain is revenge sevenfold, then Lamech is 77-fold. In other words, he put this thread out there, and he was talking about his passion for vengeance. And what Jesus was saying, every Jew would have known that story. They knew the Torah. And what Jesus was saying to Peter when he's addressing this issue was, Peter, it's not a number. It's not seven times. It is the same passion that Lamech had for vengeance, you should have for forgiveness. And, boy, that's a pretty high bar for us as believers. On a practical level, it's hard when people hurt us. We, we want to get even, right? I mean, we want to be, we want reparations. We want people, and listen, there, there, there are the times that, that God see, chooses to do that, but he's in control of that, not us. And um, so when you see Peter asking him about the whole forgiveness thing, um, it's just something that seems to be lacking in the CRT movement. And some of the books that they have written, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of uh, spaces on the page given to writing about forgiveness. Yeah, I would say it's it's not in their lexicon of beliefs, and I, I think that for the Christian though, it is important to to realize like like you were talking about, Christ was the uh, the most aggrieved person in history, right? Our whatever unjust things have happened to us or happened to our ancestors, even if it's not really happening to us, uh, pales in comparison to as to what happened to him, uh, and then so in that way we can find uh, someone who. Uh, knows what it's like to you know be treated uh unjustly and he truly was treated unjustly sometimes it's just we feel that we're treated that way um and then you know it's also important to remember that uh he did that to offer forgiveness and and likewise we should be forgiving and i know christ is coming back with a sword um but that's for god to to met out the justice in that that regard not for us um and so we should try to live especially when it comes to interpersonal things, try to live 
uh, at peace with everybody and, and to uh, offer that forgiveness. And, you know, there's a difference between uh, being personally aggrieved and offering forgiveness for that and uh, and someone, you know, trying to do harm to you or a family member physically. Uh, I, I don't think it's incongruent to say offer forgiveness to to people and be willing to defend those who uh, can't defend themselves. You know what I mean? No. And there's a, well, there's a difference between defending the mm-hmm. weak mm-hmm. and forgiveness. And when Jesus uh, responded uh, to Peter, um, you know, he then went into that story about these two people that owed debts and one of them owed a lot and begged his master to be merciful, and he forgave him. But then the same one who was forgiven was owed a debt by somebody who, and it wasn't as much, but it was somebody who owed him far less. After uh, that guy had been forgiven after falling on his knees and begging, the guy who owed him fell on his knees and asked for mercy, but the guy who had been given mercy instead threw that guy in prison yeah and so let's take you know crt and how they view the world right yeah the black person is the person who you know owed a lot to god and was forgiven and then the white person is the person who owes the black person right and they refuse to forgive right so uh people can feel aggrieved as far as racially but if we are holding to crt's vision of not really offering any sort of forgiveness or way out we're being no better than the parable that jesus was talking about well um jesus said this at the end of the parable because or the story because he was telling it was the parable of the unforgiving servant um and jesus uh, let me just tell what the master when the here's what's interesting when the fellow servants of the guy who didn't know a lot saw what had happened because they knew mm-hmm. the the guy had been forgiven much and he was not showing mercy they went to his master and told him and you know what he did it says his master summoned him and said you wicked servant i forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me and should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as i had mercy on you and in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. And I think, you know, we throw that away a lot. Listen, forgiveness does not mean that you are a doormat or you let people to continue to abuse you. It just means that you understand that you also sin. You also hurt people. You know, uh, you also are guilty, and we all are at the foot of the cross. I think we got a call. We got about two minutes. Uh, welcome to SWAT Radio. Hey there, guys. I, I'm amazing. I just thought I'd give you a, I'd give you a call. I'm in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, oh, awesome. and uh, I had reached that, reached out today to uh, to Doug. I was introduced to him uh, earlier today by uh, by Shane. And uh, hey guys, uh, I sent a little a little note that we're really looking at doing what? Uh, repairing the soul of America, and you do that one guy at a time. 
Yeah. And that's what that Battle Buddies thing has meant to me, is that Battle Buddies for the soul of our nation, mm. one warrior at a time, soul repair. That's awesome. You're, that's calling, you're calling from Little Rock? I'm in Little Rock. That's awesome. Is, well, well, hey, listen, do you have Bodie Bauckham's book, Fault Lines? You know what? I've seen it. I've, I've, yeah, I, in fact, I do have fault lines, and the thing is uh, I've got it in storage in uh, San Diego right now. All right. What about yep. Christianity and wokeness? Do you have that one? Well, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not, I don't need to see a whole lot about that, but if you go back and look at <laughs> I woke up this mo- I woke. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Remember that old song? Yeah. I woke up this morning feeling good, whatever. They redid that, and when you, when you track it down, You'll find that those same lyrics and that same tune were uh, uh, were redone by another group, not not a very good group. But have you ever seen the one "God at Work"? Came out in about ninety. Uh, uh-uh. It's just "God at Work." God at Work. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I I, I am so encouraged that you're calling from Little Rock, that you're listening, and what I want to do. Uh, Christianity and Wokeness is by Owen Strand, and what he does is he talks about how this movement is trying to hijack the gospel and how to stop it. So I'm going to get Steve. If you'll hold on, he'll get your address. I'm going to send you the book, okay? You'll get it in a couple of days, so you can give me hey, another. Why don't, why, don't, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you hold on to it, and I'll just pick it up next week. All right, okay. well, I can do that. Well, thank you for your comments, and thanks for listening. And uh, what do you Keep spreading the word about SWAT Radio. All right, that's all. The, that's all the time we've got for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at three o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual